moment, I'm sorry I haven't a clue. The antidote to panel games. With Colin Sell at the piano, your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the programme that does for comedy what Dolly Parton did for limbo dancing. <laughs> to introduce the teams, on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. Finally, can I introduce you to a woman who couldn't limbo dance under rugby posts, our scorer, Samantha. Oh. Our first round is called Famous First Words. I shall ask our teams to suggest the first words of some famous people, or Giles Brandreth. Willie Rushton, will you, will you start with some famous first words, please, Willie Rushton? Uh, Alan Wicker. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> David Coleman. Extraordinary. Two minutes, 38.5 seconds. <laughs> where, where, where? No. <laughs> OK, Tim. Uh, Mark Thatcher. Where am I? <laughs> Graham. Uh, Paul Raymond. <laughs> Make up your own. <laughs> what he actually said was... Oh, I ain't half thirsty, Mum. I fancy a large one. <laughs> Yours were better, weren't they, to be honest? <laughs> right. Open house now. Any more? Dalai Lama's first words, as I was saying. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I, I have some, but I have to play the piano for this. Excuse me. One moment. <laughs> really rushed in now. It's down. Jacques Lussier. <laughs> I never knew you could play the piano, will you? You do. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. This isn't Poland. <laughs> I'm going back. Oh. oh, Mr. MacDonald, the Hamburger King. <laughs> hey, those dirty nappies give me a great idea. <laughs> Any more? Okay, well, if I hurry along, I'll have time to inform the teams of the late arrivals they'll be announcing at the end of the programme. This week, I'll be asking for late arrivals at the Keep Fit Ball. Keep fit ball. We go on now to a round. <laughs> this is a musical round. It's called Blues Stroke Madrigal Stroke Calypso. It's a musical round in which each team must sing a song on a subject suggested by the other. Musical accompaniment is provided by Colin Sell, who is very good. <laughs> yes, that just about sums it up. Right. <laughs> Barry and Graham, would you suggest the subject for Willie and Tim, please? Well, yes, the uh, glasnost. Um, what, madrigal? Madrigal. Madrigal. Glasnost. 
Glasnost. Glasnost. Glasnost Madrigal. You've heard of it. <coughs> Russian. As I was walking out one day, I heard a little cough. Ah. <coughs> And who should I see standing there but Mikhail Gorbachev? <laughs> I said, give us a kiss, you lovely thing. <laughs> I fancy your glasnost. He said, I've heard about you, Englishman, and suggested I got lost. <laughs> okay. William Tim, will you uh, suggest a subject for Barry and Graham? Please? Blues, I think. Good yes. ethnic blues. Yes. Philofax. Philofax blues. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This morning, found I'd lost my Philofax. So I, 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 I must have left it in the wine bar. On consideration, that was very lax. Now I'm completely at a loss for words. Because inside it was my rhyming dictionary. <laughs> Many of you will be aware of the fabulous television show Call My Bluff, but don't let that put you off our version. <laughs> Let's have the next word. <laughs> And it's palindromes. Palindrome. Start with you, Barry. Um, palindrome is uh, in the context of the Second World War. Indeed, the Battle of Britain, so wonderfully delineated uh, some months ago in a piece of cake. That's hearing the accurate account of that period in our history. And our pilots used to be on a duty roster. Not always just, you know, because of a system of rotation, but because of repairs, you know. They, Sometimes they were punctious pilots and sometimes they were... <laughs> Some chums would be left behind in the hangar because of the system of rotation or repairs and so on. So your chum left behind in the hangar or your pal in drome, as it was known then. So palindrome means the ones left behind or the one left behind. Palindrome. <laughs> right, Tim Brooke-Taylor, your definition. Um... Paling drome, actually, it's an old show business expression uh, used probably mostly in uh, Victorian pantomimes. It was an effect done with, with mirrors and lights. And then they used to have the old pantomime dromedary in those days, very famous. And they used to make it disappear, so it almost paled into insignificance. And this effect was known as the, the paling dromedary. And it became shortened to palindrome, and um, it, was, it was tough on the actors because they did actually disappear. That's why, <laughs> why they don't use it anymore. John Gil Gilgood, it is a, it is apparently he made his debut as the back, back part of a dromedary, but got out just in time before the effect, <laughs> thankfully. But it's a, a palindrome, short, a palindromedary. Good night. Right, your definition, Graham Garden. 
We're in the area of Japanese ancestor worship here. <laughs> Palindrome is a sort of shrine which is much favoured by a certain sect or cult who worship their forefathers. In fact, they keep the mummified corpses of their forefathers in this shrine, this place. They, have the, they would keep their father, their father's father, their father's father's father, and the father's 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 father uh, propped up around the walls. In, it is, in fact, a par-lined room. <laughs> Corrupted over the years to palindrome. <laughs> or plinth. <laughs> Willie Rushton, can I have your definition? Well, there's been a bit of corruption here over the years. It's actually um, parlint Rome. And parlint is a corruption of parliament in Rome. And it represents the massive job opportunities awaiting in Italy uh, in 1992. Um, <laughs> the Prime Ministership of Italy, which uh, at the moment is only available um, to nationals, um, but come 1992 will be open to all, every week. <laughs> As will other jobs like waiters and Pope. So it's parlin to Rome. It's, it's, it's being right. Prime Minister of Italy. Right, so More we have Barry, your... Uh, definition one left behind. Not too certain about that. <laughs> Sounds painful apart from anything else. <laughs> <laughs> one right behind. No. Uh, palindromedy, that was a ghastly pun, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to consider that for a moment. A Japanese ancestor worship, the father's father and the father's father's father and all that bit. I quite, was quite impressed by that. It sounded convincing. Willie's, I couldn't really get one word of what he said <laughs> the batteries have gone again <laughs> something about parliament in Rome or something I don't know. I'm going to go for this I'm going to go for Graham's the father's father his father standing around the wall Graham oh oh <laughs> so so who gave the real so one? So who gets the right one now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 I must say, I, did, I had that suspicion that that was right. Next round. <laughs> but I had to choose between one or the other. And we go on to the next round, which is called Cheddar Gorge. I will say a word, and our fabulous panel must continue the sentence saying only one word each. Tim, you're going to start this one. Stoats are very, aren't... What? What? <laughs> Stoats are very, aren't... No. Oh, don't care, aren't. Stoats are very, aren't... I can't... Read <laughs> <laughs> the sentence... Give me a, an English grammar. Do you want to grammar. rethink that one? Yeah, really? quite reasonable. Say stoats are very, aren't they? Ah. You might say stoats are quite nice. No, I think stoats are very. I think that's quite right. So we win that round. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm willing to give it another go. <laughs> Let's start that one again. <laughs> the audience is getting out of hand. So go on, Tim. Stoats. Sometimes, uh, you, oh, uh, <laughs> use. Stoats sometimes use things 
which are easily put into osculatory <laughs> situations like this one <laughs> for which <laughs> we have many diagrams <laughs> Behold, this, <laughs> this one here, which I hold now in my hand, is very disgusting. <laughs> but then seldom hath stoats ever been like this only publicly during Michaelmas <laughs> and possibly July ish <laughs> I say, let's play another one. Here's oh. Barry, you begin this time after I say, whenever I feel like this, I <laughs> sniff this. <laughs> Hello. Pardon. Hello. Said I. With... A rye and <laughs> rye and a rye and a sandwich. I was aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind Pastrami. a case of champagne, but I'm sorry, Graham. Pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Bitch, I consume quickly. As I <laughs> enjoy pastrami habitually and rye <laughs> Mornington <laughs> sandwich. Whenever Barry feels a <laughs> blank coming on. He usually says this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Right, we go on to a funny round called Headlines. I shall give the teams a story and ask them to come up with appropriate headlines from the newspapers. First story <laughs> is Cinderella. Let's go to you, Tim, first. Um, God. Um, I think the Independent would say, uh, Prince Raps, monstrous carbuncle on the face of much-loved ugly sister. <laughs> Graham. Unveiled, Sinclair's new mouse-powered C6. <laughs> Willie? Daily Telegraph, ugly sister's abseil into House of Commons. <laughs> 
the star, Dandini's kiss-and-tell memoirs. The people, Prince Charming in sex change horror. <laughs> Is that a foot? <laughs> it fits, it fits. Sorry. <laughs> Sunday sport. My husband has been turned into a footman, says Lizard. <laughs> Tackler, Baron Hardup, blackballed from Wigmore Club. <laughs> Any more there? Let's have another story then. Oh. Start with you, Barry. How about Macbeth? <coughs> oh. The Sun. 20 things you never knew about Macduff. <laughs> <laughs> the Mirror. Royal Porter, I am tired of all this knocking. <laughs> There's one, Stop This Evil Traffic in Eyes, the Daily Mail Save Our Newts campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Financial <laughs> Times, Wogan invests in Burnham Woods. <laughs> Back page of the FT, Forest on Move, Clough Delighted. <laughs> Stage. Late King of Scotland should never have whistled in dressing room. <laughs> and from the Sunday sport, alien witches stole my thane. <laughs> Magazine 17, get rid of those damn spots. <laughs> the Dunsinane Courier. Things looking up for Cordor couple. <laughs> Any more? Okay, Barry wins that one. Could We're going to play. the ball. What? Sorry. We're going to play a round I call one song to the tune of another. I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> Same Tim, Sorry. would you sing Duwa Diddy to the tune of Some Enchanted Evening? Colin Sell will accompany you. <laughs> There she was just a walking down the street, singing do a diddy, diddy down diddy do, popping her fingers and shuffling her feet, singing do a diddy, diddy down diddy do. She looked good. She looked fine, she looked good, she looked fine, and I nearly... Thank you, Topol. Oh. Graham, would you sing oh, Je ne regret rien to the tune of Two Little Boys? <laughs> Tout ça, mais bien, 
égale, non rien, de rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. C'est bien la oublié. Je me fous du passé avec mes souvenirs. J'ai allumé le feu, mes chagrins, mes plaisirs. Je n'ai plus besoin d'eux. Belaillez les amours et tout le tremolo. Belaillez pour toujours, je repère à zéro. I'll give it five. Oh. Willie, your tune is Satisfaction. <laughs> the words of Satisfaction to the tune of Moonlight Becomes You. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction. Can't get no satisfaction. Well, I try and I try and I try and I try. I can't get no I can't get no I'm driving in my car and that man comes on the radio <laughs> and he's telling me more and more about some useless information supposed to fire my imagination I can't get no oh no no hey hey <laughs> that's what I say I can't get no I can't get no I can't get no satisfaction no satisfaction no satisfaction. No satisfaction. And finally, Barry Cry, would you sing Bless Your Beautiful Hide to the tune of La Donna Immobile? <laughs> Bless your beautiful height, wherever you may be. We ain't met yet, but I'm willing to bet. You're the girl for me. Bless your beautiful height. You're just as good as lost. Don't know your name, but I'm mistaken my claim. Bless your eyes is crossed. Oh, I'd swap my gun and I'd swap my mule. Well, Graham Garden won that round. Oh. And we go on to the next one now. My Aunt Maud used to say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything. Well, in this next round, I'll give each team member the name of a famous person and ask them to say something nice about them. Do your best, Caps. <laughs> Graham, we'll start with you. Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you can cross your fingers. All right. Geoffrey <laughs> Archer's latest book deserves to be in the bookshops for a very long time. <laughs> Barry. Norman Tebbit. 
you should hear him whistle. <laughs> Great whistler, Norman. Dan Quayle. I don't remember him. <laughs> and Willie Rushton. For you, Rupert Murdoch. He was awfully good in much binding in the marsh. <laughs> <laughs> Marquis de Sade. He took some beating. <laughs> Papa Doc, he's dead. <laughs> uh, Robert Robinson. Robert Robinson is so good on Stop the Week that they're thinking of putting other people on the programme with him. <laughs> Nicholas Ridley. Well, he's consistent. <laughs> that puts you in the lead, Tim. <laughs> Any more? Right, well, it's time now for Samantha and me to sort ourselves out while the team, or the teams, rather, announce the late arrivals at the Keep Fit Ball. Keep Fit Ball. Who's going to start? All right, Mr and Mrs Bicycle. Oh, welcome. And their son, the railway porter, known as Station Arry Bicycle. <laughs> Pretty good in my book. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Thenix and their daughter, Carla. Thenix. The Tards and their son, Leo. Firstly <laughs> <laughs> followed by the Bollock Steroids oh, and their no. daughter. Curses. <laughs> and their daughter, Anna. Well, why not? <laughs> It's cabaret time. Oh, no. <laughs> so soon, oh, so sorry. early. It's <laughs> a dearth of guests. It's cabaret time. With, as usual, uh, a cowboy act, hop, skip and jump Cassidy, with his steroid and his bull worker. <laughs> well, that's the end of the cabaret, would you please? Oh. Please all go home quietly. Here come the sin balls and their daughter Maddie. <laughs> Ray silence for Benjamin Daniel Stretch. That's Ben Dan Stretch. <laughs> the Unstone Weaklings and their son Sevy. <laughs> Gymnasium proudly presents the, pri <laughs> the pride of the Ontel Bars. Horace Ontel Bars. <laughs> From Israel, the Metric Bars and their son Isaac Magic Bars. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And the exercise's beautiful daughter, Flora, exercises. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the cabaret. <laughs> Time for deltoid and the press-ups. Stop that lad, she's gone. And... <laughs> There's Mr and Mrs Robix and their daughter, Annie. Robics. Welcome, please, to the Sabad for you family. They're here with their corpulent son. Fatty's bad for you. <laughs> oh, Jane Ponder's brought one of her videos, but it's on Golden Pond, the silly cow. <laughs> Cabaret part three. <laughs> Cliff Richard and Jonathan Ross doing their act clean and jerk. Well, with perseverance rewarded. <laughs> Christopher Training, late news. Christopher Training has just been knighted. That's circuit uh, training. 
as Mr. and Mrs. Demeter Sprint and their son Andrew Demeter Sprint. <laughs> oh. Don't know how he got in. Don't forget to join us again next week. Until then, goodbye. Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Gardner and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer. (laughs) 